it's me, Shannon, your new ADHD bestie. I am 28 years young and navigating my way through life after a late and very unexpected ADHD diagnosis. But after a bloody lot of healing and therapy, I can honestly say I'm now living my best ADHD life. Get yourself comfortable because I'm going to be sharing my story in the way I know best. So you better prepare yourself for tears, laughter and a whole lot of honesty. Oh my God, this is killing me. I am cracking up so much because I am recording this visually and for the podcast. My ADHD brain, it's like, where do I look? What do I do? How do I sound? It's too much. I can't even cope. But welcome back. Episode three, ADHD and dating. And apologies for the delay in this episode. Um, It was meant to be a weekly thing that I was able to do. And I was more than capable at the beginning. However, in true ADHD style, I decided to change my whole life at once. So not only am I moving to London and starting again in a new city, I've also changed my job and yeah, decided to start a podcast. I'm just kind of lingering through life with all of these changes when I actually hate change. So I'm a walking contradiction. But anywho, hence the delay in this episode. (laughs) On top of all of these changes that I've decided to put in place in my life, because I'm just crazy like that, I'm also single and wanting to settle down, which I guess just hasn't been a priority for me at the moment because there is so much changing in my life. I've decided to prioritize other things. And because it's Christmas and I hate this time of year, I just, I've never been someone that really loves Christmas, but because of all of that, I guess being single and dating just hasn't been a priority for me. I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit stressful when I first started dating and it was it was far too much for me. So I'm just taking a step back from that and letting it flow into my life a bit more organically. <laughs> but anyways, let's get into it. Episode three, ADHD and dating. I wanted to discuss some of the difficulties that I have faced. Now I'm in a position where I would like to be settling down and I am in my late 20s and, you know, not everyone wants to be on their own forever. I'm hoping that when I move, I'll be in a bit more of a better headspace to start dating again. But at the moment, this is all theory. And it's not even just the fact of dating with ADHD, but dating with ADHD in 2023 and in your late 20s. It's a real triple shit sandwich. So yeah, let's stop chatting shit and let's just get on with it. (laughs) As I've said in my previous YouTube video, obviously I have been in relationships, but I always kind of looked back and didn't realize how much the undiagnosed ADHD had impacted my relationships. I think now that I'm ready to settle down and now that I kind of know that I want to get into a relationship and it be something long-term, not just like a casual thing. Now I know that I want that. I think it's been super important for me to really reflect on not just what I want in a person, but also how much I love myself and how much I am confident in myself and what I bring to a relationship. Obviously, the whole dating field is quite new for me. I've never been someone that dated. I'm making myself sound so boring, but genuinely, if I've ever got into a relationship, I've just kind of got to know that person and it's ended up in a relationship. The whole dating multiple people and getting to know people and putting yourself out there has never been something that I've wanted to do or have been interested in. So I think that potentially has been an issue. But now I'm at the stage where I want it to be like a forever relationship. I don't want to keep jumping in and out of them. I guess you do have to get in this kind of cutthroat mindset of if they're not what you're looking for, move on, which is really hard for me. (laughs) 
<laughs> but we're going to talk about some of the obstacles that I've faced since dating with ADHD because we're not going to call them difficulties because they're not difficulties they're just obstacles okay now I can get bored quite easily and this I think 110% comes across like I'm uninterested or potentially rude and it's not the fact that the person is boring me it's just the fact that I really want to have someone that I can continuously engage in and outside of dating in my life I always have a lot going on so I ultimately think that I look for people that are quite busy and chaotic and have their kind of selves together and are super busy at the same time just because they won't then see my distance and my busyness as a negative. On the flip side of this It's not that I'm bored the whole time I'm dating someone. Like I can be super engaged and super responsive, but because I like to keep myself busy and like to have lots of things going on at once, I can't always just prioritize just talking to someone. So I think that has affected me potentially getting to know people because it can come across quite standoffish and hot and cold when really I can be super engaged, super present in a date, but then when I come back to my own home comfort, I like to just have my own time and really regulate myself. So I appreciate how that may come across, like I'm not interested in a standoffish and one minute I want to talk and one minute I don't. But I guess the importance is trying to find someone that understands that I'm not bored. (laughs) Even though I may come across bored, I'm not bored. I just need to be able to balance my own life and getting to know someone and have it be healthy and regulate well in my mind. Like I am a firm believer in double text, chase, like literally pin me down for a date or for my time or for a FaceTime or anything because I generally just forget. People will text me and I would have already thought in my mind what I'm literally going to reply and say. And because I've thought about it in my mind, it's like I've already done it. And then I actually haven't replied to the text. And I realized like five, six hours later, shit, I've not replied. But actually in my mind, I thought I had. So I'm just like, double text me, please. And that's not me being arrogant. Like, oh my God, chase me. You know, I'm really hard to get. I'm actually not hard to get. I just forget. (laughs) Oh, little rhyme there. We love that. (laughs) I think because I am someone that is busy and I like to engage in like lots of different activities and lots of different tasks and just in general be busy. When I am meeting someone, what I've realized is that that can come across quite chaotic, but that's not me not having time for someone. It's just the way in which my brain works. I like to be busy. I like to be working. I like to have activities and doing stuff outside of work. I like to see my friends. I like to see my family. And I think when you are so busy and chaotic, it can be a little bit, not intimidating to someone, but I think they can look at you in a way and be like, whoa, bloody hell, does she ever slow down? Like, this is too much. But I am just that person that just likes to be stimulated, I guess, at all times, but then also have my time to regulate myself. So I can fully appreciate that when I am messaging people or getting to know people, like, they're like, what in the hell? You're now doing something completely different. I'm like, yeah, just keep the excitement going, guys. You know, I like to keep myself on my toes for myself. <laughs> but it can come across quite chaotic. Like, I literally decided this week I was going to dye my hair. And I feel like that's just absolutely outrageous. But to me, I'm just like, woo, yeah, let's dye your hair. Let's go and get a toner, 
pretend, can't get my words out, pretend to be a bloody hairdresser for the day, why not? I think some people might look at that and go, whoa, 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 she's actually quite wild. It's just me and it's just my personality and I just like to be busy and doing things. I'm now listening to this thinking, Jesus Christ, I sound like a hyperactive child 24-7, when actually hyperactivity isn't something that I generally struggle with. (laughs) I've also encompassed my own way of living, which sounds like I don't want to let someone in. Of course I want to let someone into that, but I am someone that just has my way of doing things. I have a little bit of a routine in my mind of what I keep to, although it can be a little bit wild, but it is a routine. Do you know what I mean? I know what I do on a day-to-day basis, but I also forget absolutely everything. So I'm that person that will put something in a safe place, i.e. my car keys, and then I'll go back to find them and they ain't there because I've forgotten where that safe space is. Or I've just put them somewhere that I didn't remember, but didn't mean to deliberately not remember. So I think in that sense, I can be quite forgetful. And because I've kind of built this routine around myself, which keeps me happy and keeps me stimulated and keeps me kind of managing life, it can seem a bit distant, I guess, when you're getting to know people. Like I don't deliberately not book dates in. Of course, it's not deliberate, but I can double book myself sometimes or I can forget important things. So that can be quite a challenge sometimes because ultimately I do want to get to know someone, but it isn't me deliberately being forgetful and not thinking about their feelings. I sometimes just double book myself or forget where I've left things. And oh my God, I am the queen of turning up places late. And this is again, never intentional because it normally means I've either forgotten something or I've planned an outfit in my head, but then the outfit doesn't look that good when I put it on. So I've had a bit of an anxiety attack and can't get out the door. But the lateness, the lateness and the forgetfulness and the just kind of living in my own bubble, it sometimes hinders my ability to meet people just because it comes across so uninterested and distant. But really, it's not intentional, guys. It's never intentional. And I do really care about people's feelings. And the thought of me being forgotten about would really upset me. So I can fully empathize that it comes across like I don't give a shit when I forget important things or forget dates or turn up late. From a more emotional perspective, we're going to get a little bit deep here now. (laughs) But from a little emotional perspective, I am also a massive overthinker. And this affects me a lot in dating because not only will I overthink what the person is saying to me, but I will overthink what I am saying to the person. I will reread messages or I actually voice note a lot now because I get so concerned that my tone in a text, because obviously texts are toneless, I get so concerned that I've come across rude or passive aggressive. So I really lean towards voice noting when I'm getting to know someone. And I also think it's just kind of fun because, you know, you get to hear someone's voice. But anyway, back to the point, going off on a tangent here, I am just such an overthinker. So I overthink someone's intentions. Obviously, I I lack the ability to trust people because of situations I've been in the past with relationships. Overall, even taking away the fact of not trusting someone because you're not going to trust someone when you're just dating them, I actually just overthink in general what their intentions are. And that can really hold me back, if I'm being honest, because it makes me second guess things so much and also second guess myself that I'm not good enough that I will often then just take a full step back and just completely disregard the situation. I, I don't tend to ghost people. That is not something I do. I will explain myself and as to why I've pulled back from something, 
I sometimes just self-sabotage and just dive in and think, do you know what, end it. Because in this scenario, that text came across a little bit blunt, which means they don't care. And which means that it's not going to go anywhere. But really, I just need to like rationalize those thoughts sometimes because I may over-dramatize the situation in my head. Obviously, it's only coming from a place, place, can't speak again. Obviously, it's coming from a place of me caring. Like I do ultimately just want the best for someone and want someone to think the best in me. It is something I'm really trying to teach myself to not overthink and just kind of go with the flow a bit more because, you know, I am lighthearted. I am fun and I feel like I am a bit of a vibe. (laughs) God, that was so cringe. But do you know what I mean? I do have a fun side to me, so it really frustrates me sometimes that the overthinking part of my brain sometimes gets carried away and then probably makes me pull away from situations that could have actually been good for me in the end. To join the overthinking side of me, which is obviously just a pleasure, I am a super empathetic person. I am a people pleaser and I do often put other people's feelings before my own, which I don't know, it can be an issue, I guess, but it's actually something I don't want to lose about myself because it's the kind part of me that always just wants to make sure someone's okay and make sure someone's comfortable in my company and just make sure people are happy. I think in order to get to know someone, I know you do have to be vulnerable, but I find that because I want to find common ground with someone so, so much, I will actually kind of butt in on conversations and talk not talk over someone but kind of share my experiences straight away so if they tell me something I don't know to do with bloody crystals I'm literally there like oh my god yeah I do hypnotherapy I have crystals blah 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 and it comes across arrogant like I always want to talk about myself but really I'm just trying to find common ground and I'm just excited about the fact that we've got things that we get on about like it really gives me like that kind of dopamine and that nice like warm feeling yes we're getting on and we've got things in common this is great On the flip side of that, it can come across like, I just love myself and want to talk about myself all the time. But I promise anyone that's listening to this, that's been on a date with me, that thinks I'm arrogant and thinks I want people to chase me and that I just talk about myself all the time, it's not that reason. I generally just, I just love that feeling of not having to mask yourself for someone. And after spending so many years masking my ADHD and masking who I was because I didn't know I had it, it's honestly just the most like warming thing to just have things in common with people. Even if it doesn't end up in a relationship, like you've generally just made a friendship here and a connection here and you've been open and honest with someone. And that's growth for me. I can't lie. So the empathetic and people pleaser side of me is just kind of yearning. Is that the right word? Like yearning for someone to feel comfortable with me and for me to feel comfortable with them. I do overcompensate and talk, 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 talk. You know, it's never coming from a bad place. uh. (laughs) With the people pleasing, then comes the caring side of me and the caring side of ADHD. I know that this can be taken one way or the other. Again, like the people pleasing and the empathetic side of me, it's not something I want to lose within myself. And I've kind of come to terms with the fact that this is me. I am kind, I am caring and the right person will see it for what it is. On the other side of that, I know that sometimes it may be not inappropriate because that sounds like I'm some kind of weirdo. I'm not a weirdo, but I just like to make people feel not loved because you don't love people that you're dating, but I just like people to know that I care. So I am super kind. I am super compassionate. I love to buy people little gifts if I've gone past something and seen something that's reminded me of them. doesn't mean I want to get married next week. It just means, oh my God, I, I saw this in the shop and it reminded me of you and I knew you'd like it. And this is me. That's my love language. Like 
not gift giving in extravagant ways, but just showing someone that you care by buying them these little things and just reminding them that you're thinking of them. With that and like the need to kind of want to have someone there and, and be tactile and be close, again, touch, definitely my love language. I think having this side to you, which is super caring, it can come across too much. So I think I'm really trying to understand when it's appropriate and when to kind of give that overly caring side of myself to someone. People almost have to earn that side to me. But at the moment, I think it comes hand in hand with ADHD. We are just super caring people. I do need to give people the opportunity to kind of earn that caring side to me. But it's hard and it is something I really struggle with because ultimately I'm not trying to sound like I'm bigging myself up here, but I am just a nice person and I just want people to know that I care. Not always like, oh my God, I'm in love with you. It could just be caring on a friendship capacity, but I love the feeling I get when I've made someone happy. I think it's quite hard, especially dating in this day and age because people are like, oh my God, you're too needy, you're too much. Wow, we've only gone on two dates and it's like, wow, all I did was buy you some, I don't know, sweets. It's not like a bloody love ya, do you know what I mean? So I think it is just difficult when you're dating and people are so not in their feelings and you're in your feelings because you're a caring person and because you have ADHD. It's like a, a double-ended sword. You either care too much or you don't care enough and it's just really, really hard to navigate between that when my brain is just wider that way and I just want to care about you. Sorry, I'm just here to give the hugs. <laughs> I know I'm making jokes saying, yeah, I'm here to give all the hugs and all that jazz. In reflection, I think it's very important for me to take a step back from overcaring too soon because I do end up breaking my own heart and I do wear my heart on my sleeve. And this is something that I am learning about myself and learning through the dating process. When is the right time to give someone that caring side to you? You don't always need to give that so early on because I have broken my own heart in the past by I guess just giving people too much too soon on the caring side when really they hadn't bloody earned it had they no no they hadn't <laughs> another aspect of dating which is actually quite interesting because I've so I've spoken sorry again I was speaking too quick and I can't get my words out oh but I've spoken about the I guess, emotional side of dating and getting to know someone and how it, it feels and what it feels like dating someone with ADHD who's quite busy all the time. Logistically, like physically, actually getting out the house to go on dates is such a whirlwind. I don't think people really realise how anxious it makes us getting out the house, going somewhere new, having to go somewhere where we might not be comfortable, where it might be overstimulating and too loud. And then we're going to look like, what the hell? Why are they Why are they so overwhelmed with this noise? Are they? Is it because they don't want to be here? Like the whole concept of going out to meet someone for dinner makes me feel sick. And I refuse to do it on a first date. Let's just go do something fun or let's go for a couple of drinks and the dinner will come. But I don't think for me, dating, no, not dating, first dates and eating it's not a way in which I feel 100% comfortable. And I do think I build myself up so much to get onto these dates, the anxiety of them. I would rather be doing something that I'm comfortable with. We've got all the time in the world, guys, to be going out for nice dinners. But let's just do something fun, lighthearted, where I feel comfortable, you feel comfortable. We can kind of converse, get to know each other and see whether it needs to progress to a bloody dinner date. Don't get me wrong, I love a dinner date. Wine and dine me, please, future husband, wherever you are. I, <laughs> I know that 
many people do just go straight in slam with the dinner dates and I'm like oh no and then I'm like shit I don't mean to sound like I'm not interested I am so interested I just yeah I'm not a fan of dinner dates and I'm a fan of doing things that are fun light-hearted where we can yeah as I've said because I'm now repeating myself just get to know each other in a fun vibe Honestly, me getting out the house, deciding what I'm going to wear for dates is just too much. So I would rather not be getting glammed up on the first date. Maybe we'll do that date three, four. This is me acting like I've ever made it to date three, four. And me acting like I actually leave the house to go on dates. Because funny thing is, I don't. I think I've had about three in the last however many months, which is over six months. So I would defo suggest if you are dating with ADHD and someone who worries about your outfit plan the night before and try your best to actually try that outfit on and make sure it looks okay because if you are like me you will be like oh yeah that would look good I'll wear that and then you put it on right when you're about to leave and it looks like shit and then you're like right now I'm gonna be bloody late and then you end up late every time so just saying pick a fun activity and pre-plan your outfit I'm gonna be honest you've got to do it in a nutshell I think dating Yeah, dating in general is hard. Dating with ADHD is definitely harder. I know in myself, like I'm ready to date, I'm ready to meet people. Of course, that's what my aim is. I want to settle down and I want to meet someone. But it's just super important to know that you can be yourself. Another point is that I really sometimes struggle to regulate my emotions. And I can be someone that can be super happy and then super low. And I know that that can come across quite intense to someone when they're just trying to get to know me. They're like, whoa, okay, what's going on here? Like, why are you so up and down? Like, what have I done wrong? But actually, it's not just about me understanding myself. It's me being able to communicate my needs and what my emotions are and how I'm feeling at the time. One, in an appropriate way. And two, just so that person can get to know me. The anxiety around being vulnerable and open with someone is unheard of for me. I don't like to open up to people. I kind of feel like I give this persona when I'm getting to know someone and then I'm not that emotional side of me and that comes a bit later and then they're like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, I'm not an emotional roller coaster. I do have times when I'm up and down. But what's really important for me is to make sure that I express that and I just communicate that to people. I don't ever want people to feel like they don't know where they stand with me, but I also don't ever want to feel like I have to mask myself and my ADHD and my needs as a person as well. And that is my really wise words for the, for the end of this podcast, because I don't know (laughs) how I'm going to manage future dating. It is something that causes me such anxiety. So I'm going to go back to it when I'm ready. I'm quite settled in myself at the moment. I'm quite happy with my new job, new city, me and my dog and my routine and whatever happens, happens. I hope that some of you who are dating with ADHD can really resonate with some of these things I've said. And it just makes you feel like a little bit more not normal because that's not a nice word to say but you know what I mean I hope you can empathize with this because dating as I have said so many times is hard in itself and dating with ADHD good lord just hope that your husband's gonna turn up and send some flowers and he just saw you in a coffee shop I am living in an absolute rom-com world where I think that I don't have to go out on dates with people and meet people out that I'm just gonna magically bump into someone in a coffee shop and that's what I'm hoping for 
Like literally, someone just walk into me in a coffee shop with me and my dog and tell me that you love me instantly and that you want to get married so I don't have to go through the awkwardness of dating. Please and thank you. (laughs) Final words of wisdom. Ultimately, be yourself. The right person will come along and love you for who you are. And I'm really trying to channel that at the moment and realize that I shouldn't have to mask my ADHD and my anxieties. I've just got to be more confident in communicating them. And also, I hate doing it, but you do have to open up if you want someone to understand you. And I'm going to probably get that tattooed across my forehead because the thought of opening up makes me want to be violently ill. But anywho, I'll be back in the new year, new spot, and some exciting people coming onto the podcast with me. Thanks for listening.